Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast. Coming, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. Here's your hosts, Mark and John. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. This is a little different because what John and I are going to do is actually play you the audio from an event that we just hosted. Right, John? Correct. We had the really fun and very cool opportunity to host a meet and greet with Five Finger Death Punch guitarist and Gibson guitar artist Jason Hook, one of the coolest guys that I've met in a long, long time. And that was at Guitar Center, the brand new Guitar Center in Times Square on 44th Street between 7th Avenue and 8th Avenue, right next to Guy Fieri's American Kitchen. So uh, really, really fun. Uh, great event, yeah. Yeah, great event. The Guitar Center is amazing. So all of you guys uh, and gals, uh, as Ace would say, who are musicians or just like gear or might just want to buy something from the Guitar Center gift shop that you pointed out, Mark, uh, go to this Guitar Center. It's very, very cool. And let me tell you about this event. What was great is that Jason Hook uh, had a day off between gigs in Reading, Pennsylvania and in Newark, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So he decided to come down to the Guitar Center, and it was an event put together by Gibson Guitars and Guitar Center, uh, special thanks to Judd Goldrich of Guitar Center and Manny's Music Fame and Jim Felber at Gibson and everybody else at the Gibson Guitar Company. And it was very, very cool. We had a great time. Actually, want to give a little thank you to Patrick uh, from the Las Vegas Gibson Showroom who had a lot to do with helping out on this one as well. Cool. Yeah, it was great. So Jason came in. We interviewed him. Uh, we opened up the forum to the fans who packed the Platinum Room at the, the New Guitar Center. 
And then Jason did some jamming, and that was really cool to be right up yeah. next to him. You'll hear some him. of that on today's show, guys. Yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. He's got this insane technique, uh, and uh, it was really cool. And I also wanted to tell you guys that I had the opportunity to go to the Five Finger Death Punch Volbeat, Hell Yeah, and uh, believe it or not, there were some other groups that uh, played before I got there, and unfortunately, I missed them. How was uh, it? This was last night, right? Yeah, this was just last night. Uh, It was a great, great show. Um, By the time I got there, Hell Yeah was already playing, and I I just got there as fast as I could from from Manhattan, from work, and uh, so so I was glad to at least see a few songs by them. And and then I watched the entire Volbeat set from a great seat, thanks to uh, Jason and Chris. Uh, part of the uh, Chris is part of the Five Finger Death Punch crew, um, who hooked me up, and it was really really cool. Volbeat, a, a band that I didn't know much about, I, I have to admit. Um, I wound up loving this band, and I am going to go out and buy a bunch of stuff on iTunes today. I saw uh, him in great. Brooklyn, actually, with, with him. And wow. Quite impressive live, yeah. Yeah, and uh, was Rob Caggiano, um, formerly of Anthrax, with him? I have no idea. Yeah, he's he, he's a guy that... Now, get this. Guess who I saw at this concert? Uh, first off, I saw Mike Davis and his family, which was great, and we talked about talking metal for those of you who don't know mike davis was the producer of our tv show yeah and uh that was cool and And his wife works with pantera correct right absolutely and the you know what is pantera now which is not a band it's more a a, business a business yeah she helps with merchandising she helps still works directly with phil and uh not to let the cat out of the bag, but we have something really cool coming up with yeah. uh, with one of the Pantera guys that Mike Davis's wife uh, hooked us up with. Yeah, that was very cool. And then uh, we got to talk to uh, Matt Pinfield was there, and it was really really cool because like Matt and Matt was saying, I've worked with both of you guys for you know on different events throughout the years. And uh, Matt and I have uh, worked together actually on the Rocks Off show where I was a guest and he was the host. We worked together as both hosts. Uh, for VH1 Rock Honors, and then at one point, Matt actually interviewed me for a VH1 Rock Honors event. So, um, and you know, we've known him f- throughout the years, and he-, he was great. And then, guess who I saw? Nick Cavanero. Remember oh, him? Nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and Nick yeah. had some Nick, music. You guys, this is just a friend that John and I had. He actually played some gigs with us, and he is uh, just an old friend, not not a famous guy, but an old friend of yeah. of John and myself. Right, and the reason he was there is that Rob Caggiano, uh, formerly of Anthrax and currently with Volbeat, produced a lot of his stuff. So he invited oh, okay, him cool, down to cool. the show. And then it was crazy. I was standing by Jack Frost, who um, had like a little kid with him, which I'm, I would imagine was his son, who got up on stage with Volbeat, which was really cool. Nice. And, um, and then who else did I see? Bill Baker, who uh, was uh, a guy that used to hang around uh, in the Ace Circles and uh, wrote a Ace Fairly scrapbook and – um, he was there. Cool, He's cool. apparently good friends with Volbeat. So, yeah, it was crazy. I saw like a million people. And, of course, um, Suzanne, who works with Ace and uh, has done some work with Gibson, uh, was there as well. So uh, that was very, very cool. Excellent. Sounds like a great time. Let's do this. Let's get into a little five-finger death punch right now. Under and over it from 2011. And uh, this is the first song they played at the gig, you told me, right, John? Yes, yeah. And it's also one of my favorite music videos, too. Uh, shows the band, uh, you know, in a pool with all these 
you know, girls that uh, looks like the kind of uh, people you would meet at a fun Vegas party, which is where the band is from. <laughs> so. Cool. All right, well, let's do it. And then we'll hear the event, the audio from the event. And real quickly, at the beginning of the event, Jason says something about bullet boys to me in front of the crowd. And that's because the first thing I said to him when he walked into the room before we were doing the event, I started throwing bullet boys questions at him because he briefly played with <laughs> bullet boys. And I think – my band even opened up for Bullet Boys when he was playing in the wow. band. I think it threw him a little off guard because, you know, here's some guy, he doesn't even know who I am, and I, I immediately start, like, going into some crazy, like, fanboy Bullet Boys rap. I may have freaked <laughs> him out a little bit. But no, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was just being funny. Yeah. He, Jason has a funny sense of humor, so uh, he's really, really cool. Yeah, but it was kind of an inside joke. Like, no one yeah. in the audience got that joke would, except, would understand except that. me and you who are up on the stage. Um, and, and just so you know, guys, John was... Was the leader, the head of the event. I think I only really chime in on the mic for one or two, maybe three questions. Yeah, I, sure. I apologize for that. Oh, no, no, I, no. I, I enjoyed just being there, being up on stage with you guys and, and, and hearing you. You were totally pro, totally on. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 in the dominant role in the driver's seat, and I was kind of just the, the side guy, which I liked being. It was fun. So here we go. A little five-finger death punch and our live event at Guitar Center in New York City with Jason Hook. Another fucking shit with the herd Did you hear about the money, how it made 
Hey everybody, thanks for coming down to the brand new Times Square Guitar Center. We have a very special event for you tonight from Las Vegas via Toronto. From Five Finger Death Punch, we've got Jason Hook, Gibson Guitars artist. guys how are you this is funny um, <laughs> my girlfriend is here and she she flew all the way across the country to come to Guitar Center which is where, <laughs> where I take her when we're at home in Vegas <laughs> anyway I will sit I shall sit thanks John you're welcome Jason thanks for coming down we are here today to talk about Jason we're here to talk about Five Finger Death Punch, and we're here to talk about his signature Gibson M4 Sherman Explorer guitar. Yeah. So let's start out by just, Jason, tell us what you've been up to. I know you're on tour. You played Reading last night. Uh, yeah, we're on, a, we're on one of the biggest tours we've ever done. This, uh, we have Volbeat, uh, Hell Yeah, and a new, a new band called Nothing More. And uh, we're playing full-size arenas, and it's been pretty much sold out every day, which is a new thing for us. You know, we every band sort of wants to get to that level where you're able to pull up to the big arenas right. and to be closing a show there now. We're, we're all sort of on, you know, cloud nine. It's been fantastic. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Let's hear yeah. it for Jason. <laughs> Jason... As far as music goes and new music goes, it, it's been almost a, about a year since the the last record. I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to start with another Bullet Boys question. I was about to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, can we expect new music anytime soon, or is it a little premature for that? Um, it's funny that you ask, because we, you know, we're, we're sort of notorious for not stopping ever. And we've already, we're already tracking new material in the three weeks that we had off. And I wasn't sure why we were doing this, but the, I got the memo. We were in the studio trying to come up with some new songs. And uh, I think we got to three or four new songs. Cool. And uh, what I'm learning, or what we're all learning for the very first time, is that um, popularity equals demand. And once your once people or your team has decided that you're popular they want you to just keep outputting and outputting and outputting and uh, so we never stop in essence and so we have a couple songs and i think that when this tour is finished we'll be having a short break and then back in to try to create you know more more records i think Excellent. in this environment of the industry because everything is so easily accessible um, you need to sort of keep up with the, that momentum of people's desire to always be consuming and getting new things, you know? Right. It's not like the old days where a band would put out a record every year or every two years. Yeah. Right now, if you're hot, you want to just keep putting stuff out. I, it seems to be the way things are going, so uh, that's the way it is. We're going to have a new record, uh, hopefully by sometime early 2015. 
Very cool. Now, I had the opportunity to go to one of the studios where you've recorded Hideout Studios in Las Vegas. And uh, what a great place. Now, are you going to go back into Hideout or do you record while you're on the road? How does that work? Uh, The Hideout has been sort of our hideout, yes. It's it's very conveniently located. We all live in Vegas. And um, it just so happens that our producer and his brand new studio is less than 10 minutes from everybody's homes so right. we can kind of get there on time <laughs> very good now that's kevin right yeah kevin Churko, and uh you know he's a very hard-working guy and we seem to get along with him really well and he he tolerates us and so he signed up for the next record yeah excellent now one of the other main things that i think is super cool and every guitarist would die to have this happen to them is that you've got your own signature Gibson guitar. Yes, I'm very lucky. Um, you know, Gibson is that legendary, iconic brand, and uh, they're very uh, selective when it comes to who they decide to make signature guitars for. And uh, what can I say? I got a chance to do it exactly the way I wanted to do it. This is, you know, based off a classic Explorer, um, but with all my little uh, modifications and uh, I mean I just love the guitar it's a high performance modern take on the classic Explorer certainly having some of the wood removed here allows you to get all the way up to the the last fret without hitting any of the body wood which was pretty uh, important for me because I like to shred and um, you know I got my 45 degree cut here which makes it a little more comfortable uh, what else do we do? We got locking Grover tuners. Um, the frets are super jumbo, which is not standard. Uh, a, not a standard fret wire for Gibson. These are uh, only found on a few select guitars. I want to say maybe Ace is Les Paul and Zach's Les Paul. Yep. And uh, they they're just, very cool. Yeah, it's really it's a nice smooth feel. I love it. It's awesome. You got Seymour Duncan pickups. Seymour Duncan pickups. You know, a green yeah, and a green great. a green guitar case. Yeah, check out the case, guys, right over here. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got the custom green uh, military case, which I I had to beg for. I said, can we please do a green case? And they were like, well, let's see what Henry says. <laughs> now, I heard that you've got a red guitar, a red version of this yes. to play live. Tell us about that. Well, we decided on the new tour to, um, you know, you, we're trying to keep things exciting visually, and we got into this idea that we were going to open the concert with, Everybody in red. We're going to have red jerseys, red guitars, red cymbals, red everything. And so I'm like, yeah, but my guitar is green. <clears throat> well, like, well, call Gibson and see if they'll make you a red one. I'm like, okay, wish me luck. So uh, it turns out that they, they sent me a couple red ones. And, very, very and cool. actually, I think it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, and I actually saw a prototype that was even a darker green. So it's pretty yeah. cool that you can do this in various colors and it looked great. But. Yeah, yeah, we, we did a reverse of this where it was actually black and green stripes, which which is really cool. I like I like red because I think it, in the arenas the light bounces off it and people go, oh, that must be Jason from the from the nosebleeds. Cool. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So Jason, what we wanted to do is a couple of things here today. We wanted to have you do some playing for this gang of your fans. And we wanted to open the forum up to your fans to ask you a few questions. Okay, roger that. Cool, so who who wants to ask the first question? Does anyone have? What does your neck say? 
Oh, this says Dying Breed. It was uh, the it was the very first song off of the first Death Punch record that I was involved in, which was the Warzy Answer record. So that was the, the song is called Dying Breed, and uh, that's what that says. Okay, I am gonna jump in because hey, we, oh, okay, doing? we got another fan right here. What are your cats' names? Uh huh. <laughs> that's my buddy Dimitri. What are you doing here, buddy? Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's my birthday tomorrow, so. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to mention, Jason, you have a very special fan here who's been on stage with you a bunch of times. Tell us about that. Well, the first time I saw him was five years ago. Uh, I first saw you five years ago. I actually originally saw Godsmack. Oh, yeah. That's where Ivan saved my life. I've been going to seeing you guys every year past. Oh, wow. And so on. Okay. Um, well, one of the main reasons why I do come is because not only do I love the music, not only do I love the, uh, I guess, the motion that comes from the concert to the fans, it's because I love how you play the guitar, I love how German pounds on the drums, Ooh. I love how Zoltan whips his hair back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Ivan picks me out personally as his princess. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, you got to come up on the stage? Did you ever get the chance to? Because he does poll people occasionally from the audience. Um, I've been on stage four times. Oh, okay. Well, then you're really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. That's very flattering. Thank you. Okay, who else has a question? How about somebody? Okay, right here. Big time fan. Um, right on. <laughs> um, I'm a guitarist myself. I just wanted to ask: um, Do you do any special warm-ups before you, you know go on stage? Um, you know, it's funny. Not really. I get. I I kind of like to just be like really mellow. And um, I used to do like play the guitar and stuff. But it's funny. The guys in my band are like, they look at me, and go, really? <laughs> Do you really need to be playing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll put that away. So, uh, warm ups, not so much, not so much. But I think that uh, I'd like to, if you know, now that we're in the bigger venues, maybe they could have a dedicated Jason isolation tank where I could just go, you know, play and not have anyone complain. <laughs> you know, is that funny? Your band is like, yeah, he doesn't. Shouldn't be complaining. They should be happy that you're warming up. You know. Yeah, because they're more like, they're like, dude, stop that. <laughs> Shut up. See, they're, they're just confident that you really know what you're doing and you got it well, down. Yeah. You don't need any practice. Well, you know what it is? It, more, than, more than stretching or warming up, it's kind of like you want to kind of just go over your solo so that you don't botch them. You know, especially if you're at the beginning of a new tour, you're like, I better just run these a few times in the first couple nights because you get up there and everything's so overwhelming and you're like, oh, how yeah, does this go? believe me. You know? I've, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> Freezing on stage. Yeah. Okay, another another one of you guys. And then I promise we'll get over this side. Hi, Jason. I heard that you 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 got like, a new tattoo on on your eye side. Oh yeah, yeah. I got this one. Uh, yeah. What does it say? It says Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's the word. It's the word driven. And I just I always thought I was gonna have something on my face, and 
Yeah, I, and I wonder like, how does it feel to have the tattoo in your eyes? How does it feel painful? You mean like, how does it feel emotionally? No, or how I mean does it I feel went, while you're having it done? No, I mean like when the time that you're ha having it, I mean like when, when the time that they're like making the tattoo. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Does it hurt? But yeah. Well, it's, you know, they're basically sewing on your eye. There's not a lot of meat there for anybody who can just touch their face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great, but, you know, it's over quick. I mean, you wouldn't want to have, like, the Gettysburg address, you know, <laughs> tattooed on your face. John's like, dude, young crowd. Hey, that was a good question. I like it. Okay, uh, you guys. You go first. All three. Um, what are we going to expect tomorrow's concert? Like, what? anything special, anything new? Something we've never seen before. Well, I already blew the... We're up, we start in red. <laughs> uh, that's already... We already gave that away. Hi, Dimitri. It's my buddy Dimitri from uh, Canada, right back there. Hey, buddy. Uh, anything new? Yeah, we... I mean, we have uh, a couple new songs that we haven't played yet in the show. We always try to... Hey, how's it going, bud? We, hey, we're always trying... You know, try to... You, you have new records out there. It's important to try to incorporate some of the new material so people don't just see the same thing they saw last tour. And uh, we do have a couple things, yes, but I don't want to give it all away. Mm -hmm. You coming tomorrow? Yes, I am. Okay, you go, nah. No, <laughs> no me and... Uh... <laughs> Anything with Colby? Um, I mean, do we interact with him in, as far as the show? No, no. Uh... Can you tomorrow? <laughs> you know what, I can I honestly tell you, they're killing it. I mean, their show is strong. You know, they got a very, um, you know, we're back there getting ready while they're doing their show. And I'm like, God, they got a lot of hits. You know what I mean? It's their, their show is densely packed with a lot of recognizable songs. And it's kind of weird when you have people that are opening. It's usually they're coming up, but they're, it's more of a co-headline tour. And they're, they're killing it. Yeah, so good for them. By the way, he has two, uh, the tattoo on his bicep. Oh, hey, there you go. Right on. That's good. Hi. Hi. <laughs> My name is Talia. Um, Hi, Talia. Hi, Talia. It's like an AA. It's like an AA meeting, right? <laughs> Hi, Talia. Yay. Um, well, I'm not such a big fan, but I do listen to your music a lot. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually found out you were gonna be here when I was getting my hair done. Oh. So at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So this is new then. Well, I just straightened it. Oh, I like. It. Oh, okay, because I like the uh, green's my color. So I was gonna say I like green. Yeah, I also have it on this side. It's like checkerboard, like. You know, nice. Yeah. That's a lot of work. A lot of upkeep on that. Yeah. Right. Was that your question? No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really strange question. What cologne do you use? Oh, are you smelling it? Jesus. No, I want to smell it. Oh. <laughs> Is this getting weird? Well, I, I'm... It's getting weird. I'm, I'm a weird person. Oh, I hear just... Hey, you smell it. It's a body oil. It smells good, huh? Weird is awesome. Wow, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Guitar Center. <laughs> I will buy it. <laughs> Jason, Jason, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Um... I just oh. wanted to say hello from Gerard, who you gave a guitar like that to. Oh, yeah, the yeah, show. yeah, yeah. He's a good buddy of mine. We jammed together. Is he here? He's not. I tried to get him to come. He says hello. 
Hello. Um, I was wondering, I think I read someplace that you started playing guitar at the age of six. Uh, yeah, Can that's correct. Can you tell me about how that started, what the influences were, and who are you listening to today? Oh, well, I, uh, when I was young, all I, wanted to do, uh, all I wanted to do was be in Kiss. I thought <laughs> I had it all figured out, you know? And so, you know, at that age, you, I just started harassing my parents. Can we get a drum kit on Saturday? Well, no, we're not, we can't get a drum Can I get a bass guitar? Can I get a guitar? I just wanted all of it. I didn't, I mean, I just wanted to get started. And uh, I think that they figured that a guitar was going to be a lot easier to resell once I had, you know. Yeah, yeah, when I was done with it. So it actually, I was targeting trying to be a drummer in the beginning, but I got my Sears Les Paul, and it was Sunburst, and I just thought, okay, well, I, I must be Ace Freely. Then, then that's the logical starting point. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, the next-door neighbor coincidentally had to give me all of his Kiss records because his mother was insisting that he cannot lis listen to them anymore. So she's like, I need you to throw those away right away. So he calls me up in a panic. Dude, I need to stash these somewhere. Can you take them? Sure. So I was like, what is this? This is incredible. And, uh, you know, that's kind of it. It was just Die Hard, Ace Freely, Kiss, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, well, um, I like, you know, today I'm kind of listening to any... I like listening to the new bands, you know. Like I said, music is coming into uh, our uh, range of, uh, you know, our field so quickly that I'm kind of just trying to see what other people are doing. Not to copy them, but just to sort of be aware of the way things are shifting, you know. And uh, I, certainly, I certainly have uh, my lust and desire for my old heroes. Just bought Ace Frehley's new record, which is awesome, Space Invader. Thank Ace, you. Ace rules, by the way. Yeah. Let's hear it for Ace. Ace, hear for Ace. So, Jason, when, when you were growing up, was there a certain idol of yours that played the Explorer, or what actually attracted you to the shape well, of the Gibson Explorer? Um, I was playing Les Pauls for a long time, and then I developed this nerve condition called an ulnar neuropathy. It's basically an entrapment of my ulnar nerve. You ever hit your funny bone and it zings right into your pinky? Well, that's your ulnar nerve. There's two nerves, your median and your ulnar. Median gives you carpal tunnel. Ulnar gives you weird spasms in your pinky. Anyway, long story short, I had Les Pauls. I was just going to play Les Pauls. And, I, and the Les Paul was irritating that condition because the, my arm had to come over that right angle edge. Wow. And... Uh, it wasn't until that happened, I, I had an Explorer under the bed, and I think, well, maybe I should switch to playing this Explorer because it's cut differently in the top part of the guitar, and it worked perfectly. My guitar, my aunt, my arm comes right through the V on the top of this right here. And, and I thought, okay. I'm and it's, it's amazing that you have this special bevel here. That's part of it. That's part of it, wow. That's part of That's why, it. because it's just like uber comfort. Almost give it like a... You know, like a very comfortable non-right uh, angle surface or edge there. there I was going to say like a strat, but I, we don't want to talk about strats. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're going to do a couple of more cool things here. We're going to give you guys all a chance to get something signed and a photo with Jason a little bit later. But right now, why don't we hear Jason yeah. play? Yeah. <laughs> Is that cool, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm prepared for this, so... Uh, This guitar here is uh, set up. Mm. 
we got to get a sound really quick. Now, Jason, you have this amazing fast picking technique, and you don't really even rest your hand on the guitar there. Could you show these guys that? I call it the uh, butterfly Very cool. standard so when i play a guitar that's an e standard it's like a piccolo guitar or something it's like whoa whoa what is this it's cray cray that's what my girlfriend taught me cray hi all the short words you know what i remember when we did the thing over at the gibson showroom that you were tuned to your tuning and uh, you know yeah. what i should have made sure that this was tuned that way so sorry uh, about that but you know what i can play it good now now, could you do something uh, from the new record, like just even some rhythm, just to give these guys a little taste of it? Uh, from the new record. Oh, um. What's it? Uh, lift me up, baby.
Nice. <laughs> kind of makes you grit your teeth go, come on, give me a beer. <laughs> okay. Um, now, the, the fast picking kind of reminds me a little bit of Eddie Van Halen. Was he an influence? Yeah, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Joe. <clears throat> Do you mean the... Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean the butterfly picking, but oh, she's okay, really cool. Okay, all right, you're right, you busted me. I stole it. <clears throat> yeah, he did that at... Uh, I remember when I saw Eddie for the first time in 1980... Whoa, I'm going to date myself, but it was 1985, maybe? Wow. 51-50 tour, there was 60,000 people in Toronto at the whatever stadium it was. And he sat down, and he was just doing that, just jamming, and then he goes. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's he doing right there? And then I had to learn it, but it's so hard to do, you know? And he still does it, right? Like. See, I, you know, I had heard him do stuff that sounds like that, but I've never visually saw him Isn't do it. it yeah. Oh, I know I can't do it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you'll get wrist tumors. It's unbelievable. It's hey, I, I think we have a little surprise for you right now. Uh oh. Don't tell me Eddie's here, I will freak. <laughs> he goes, dude, Eddie's lawyer's here. Yeah. No, no, no. No, just a second. Uh, guys, in about a second, I'm going to ask you to clear a little path. But uh, in about a minute. Okay. Your girlfriend has a surprise for you. Hey, what's up, Kurt? Here it comes. Hey, oh, let's check you out, lady. Hi, lady. Thank you, Stephanie. And this was made by the Cake Boss, the famous show. And thanks to Judd, and thanks to Guitar Center, and thanks to Gibson Guitars. Happy birthday, Jason. Happy birthday. Good deal. No, 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 nothing like that. So here's what we're going to do, guys. Um, maybe we'll find a way to cut this, uh, or maybe Jason will save it. But what I want to do is now take uh, the time to kind of put a line together, and then we'll work it out so that each of you can come up. Uh, Jason will sign something for you, and uh, you, can, you can get a, a cell phone photo with you. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to – if everybody can go towards this wall over and make a little room, and Jason will come out and uh, come by the counter here, and he'll be able to do the signing there. Hey, guys, that was the event, the Jason Hook meet and greet at Guitar Center, yeah. sponsored by Gibson Guitars. Very cool. I had to come back and talk about it because the funniest thing is there was that one fan, the girl with the green hair, who goes, "Yeah, well, I'm not really a fan, not yeah, really a big of, fan of yours, but, um, you know, I'm here, and... And he's like really funny. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, oh, you know, that's that's cool. It's good. And then yeah, she's yeah. like, 
can I smell you? I mean, yeah, just, it, it was really it, funny. It's definitely, it was definitely a weird kind of moment, but uh, but funny listening yeah, back to funny, it. Funny, sure. that's hey, kids today. That's what's yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of kids. These kids it today. It was fun to see a lot of real young kids into hard rock and metal at the event we did with Jason. Yeah. And uh, good stuff, John. So let's uh, go out here with a little more five finger death punch. And uh, we will talk to you soon, guys. We're gearing up for episode 500. It's going to be a big one. Stay tuned.